Welcome to the Bulldogs Unleashed podcast presented by Sigma Studios. My name is David Miller, joined by Greg Walkup. And Greg, we have breaking news here. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. Need the music. Just came across the wire here. All right. Well, we got um, a did you know? Okay. Hit me. Did you know? 76% of Americans okay. think that the ears should be eaten first on a chocolate bunny. The ears? The ears. Are we talking about the bunny with the yellow eye? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? I do know the bunny with the yellow eye. He's creepy. Yes. He's creepy. So I think out the eye first. <laughs> maybe some some candy that we may have recently uh, yeah. ingested. That if you have a chocolate bunny, 76% of Americans believe you should eat the, the ears first. Are you part of that 76%? Well, I would, I guess because the, the what ears. What else are you going to eat? The eye? The ears are the first thing. Like, it's the yeah. top. Like You're not going to chop it like hibachi. Why not? Right? Going, no, I mean, I guess you could eat the tail. The other does side. he even have a tail? The chocolate bunny? Surely he does. I always get the the knockoff one. I don't think the knockoff. So one are you a chocolate it. bunny guy or are you a Peeps guy? I'm neither. I'm neither. <laughs> I'm the real <laughs> the the Peeps man. I don't even want to read the ingredients of the Peeps. I'm the I'm the Reese's Pieces egg. Love that. Straight up 100%. peanut butter. Every bite. Yes. I'll, I'll knock that out. Yes. What about you? Love the Reese's. Well, I'm a Reese's guy yeah. anyway. So yeah. yeah, if you give me the the Reese's. Peanut butter cup that's in the shape of a Easter egg. I'll take that. You ain't all messing day, with man. the peeps either. I, I don't know what a peep is. Is it a marshmallow? <laughs> it's a sugary coated marshmallow type Ugh. material. It um, glistens though. It, it glistens. Glisten. Yeah. What's the glisten? That can't be good for you. I'm sure it's, it's not natural. Not healthy. <laughs> Maybe we should get Miss Smith back on the show and <laughs> see what say it's, dissect it. <laughs> when they created this, it's a, what is all entailed. It's one that? of those things where you eat it. But your stomach doesn't digest it for like ten years. No, you right? like you, you have it the next them. Easter. You still have it yes, in your system. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And, Clark. and, and they're only <laughs> if they're so great. Why are they only around once a year? Yeah, yeah, they should be because they're around. not great. Like a tree peep, Christmas tree peep. No, I mean, no peeps. On no, don't need that. No peeps. Well, let's move on to our next episode, <laughs> Greg. We have uh, one of our amazing assistant principals, Jennifer yes. Ambergy, will be on the show today. So we're going to get into that interview. Don't forget to follow the Bulldogs Unleashed podcast on Spotify. Make sure you click on the bell so that you receive a notification every time a new episode drops. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show today one of our amazing assistant principals, Miss Jennifer Ambergy. Miss Ambergy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for being here. Uh, you have been here for at Otwell for a while now, and uh, we are uh, so glad to have you on our show today to get to learn a little bit more about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey that led you here to Otwell Middle School. Okay, well, um, this is my second career. I started teaching um, a little bit later in life after uh, being in the business world with a business degree. Uh, love what I'm doing, though. I just wanted to make a difference, so I got into education and started out actually in middle school and uh, started at Bickery Creek Middle School, stayed there for a couple of years, looped up with my students, coach cheerleading there. Uh, went next door to the elementary school because my children were younger, and that's where my daughter was at school at the time, and uh, did um, 10 years, served for 10 years at Vickery Creek Elementary School, and um, 
But I've been in six schools. So in 23 years, I've been at six schools in the county, mostly on the south end of the county. I've been at every creek uh, school in the county, (laughs) except for Dave's Creek. (laughs) Uh, So Vickery Creek, both of them, uh, Big Creek, John's Creek. Wow. And, um, now, yeah. now that you say it, I, I didn't realize how many creeks we had. There's lots of the creeks, <laughs> yes. And so um, this is my uh, fourth year here at Otwell, and it's my ninth year as an assistant principal. Awesome. And and I did not know that about you, that this was your second career. I didn't know you were in the no. business world. Yes. Can you tell me just a little bit about, like, what business you worked for, what you did before you got into education? Okay, well, um, had a few interesting careers. I actually worked for Dino Nobel, Went for an interview, didn't really know what Dino Nobel was, but Dino stands for dynamite. Okay. <laughs> nice. So I was like kind of scared getting a job there, <laughs> but they uh, they sell the dynamite to help make the roadways. And oh, so okay. blasting through a mountain in like Kentucky or, you know, nice. when you're taking 75 north and you see the mountains, yeah. mm-hmm. it's the company that does that. So did that, worked for an international shipping company. Uh, when you see the uh, the containers, mm-hmm. they go on the ships, they go on the uh, train tracks, and then they go on to the uh, 18-wheelers. So a okay. little bit of logistics and, yeah. and doing that. So you just, did this happen one day? You're just like, I, I need to switch up? Or what, what kind I of always, transition? I always wanted to be a teacher, but okay. moving so much growing up, I uh, moved halfway through my senior year to California, and I was 17 when I graduated, and I was too afraid to leave California after six months of being there with my family out there and going to uh, Tennessee where I went to college at Lee University and uh, was afraid to move that far away from home. That was before cell phones and you had to pay for a long distance. So I got a two-year degree out there, started out in business Mm -hmm. and um, I was like, I'm already two years into this. Let's just keep going. Even though I knew I always wanted to be a teacher. So when the time was right, my husband's like, go back to school. This is what you want to do. You're young. (laughs) Go do do it. So um, I did that for about eight or nine years, business world, and then switched into teaching, and I love it. That's awesome. I'm I'm glad you made the switch. No, absolutely. We're the benefit of that, (laughs) for sure. 100%. Uh, So you are uh, one of our amazing assistant principals, and as an administrator, you wear so many hats, uh, so many different things that are part of your job description. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what your role is as an AP here, Uh, What are some of the, maybe the uh, committees or groups that you're over and um, what kind of day-to-day life looks like as an AP at Ottawa Middle School, if you can define (laughs) day-to-day? Great question, loaded question. Um, Ultimately, ultimately my uh, role is to support our principal. Um, Ms. St. Jean does an amazing job, but my role is to make her job easier, to keep her informed, to um, be her ears, to be her hands, and um, just to serve our school alongside of her. Um, I've been testing coordinator. That's been a big piece of my job for, uh, years and years and years. And this is the first time in nine years that I am not the testing coordinator. So, um, I'm glad I'm able to be here this morning. Otherwise <laughs> I'd be working on testing. In my Otherwise office. we would not have you because we yes. do have testing coming up in just a week and a half roughly. Yes. So. so, um, I, you know, as an AP, we, uh, we have a few major areas that we work with, but ultimately we want to work with our students and our staff. And so, um, I've worked with sixth grade for two years, then I moved up with the students from sixth to seventh, and now I'm with the same students in eighth grade. So I'm working with our eighth grade students and teachers and just trying to build relationships with them, um, you know, get to know them as a person, help transition them to high school, uh, making sure our teachers have the resources they need. Um, I'm working on scheduling right now, so this is new for me. It's like putting a puzzle together, and I love to do puzzles, and um, my son and I, you know, whenever he's around, we will do, like, 
2,500 piece puzzles. Nice. And that's what it feels like I'm doing right now because we have <laughs> over a thousand students and they have seven classes mm-hmm. a day and there's four quarters and they rotate. So it's like this massive puzzle, like a 10,000 piece puzzle and trying to put everybody in a class where they need to go at the right time. Yeah. I can only imagine the the time and effort that goes into that because she's like you said there's seven classes and they have to have so many of core classes and then there's connections classes to make sure they don't repeat and all these other things that go into that and those are parts of the job that I do not envy yeah how long will we last in that role well there's a reason we're not in that role (laughs) there's a reason that I'm not in that role well she said 2500 piece puzzle I think we could do like a 30 30 piece I'm at the elementary level (laughs) with the big little little piece where you can it's obvious this goes here with the little dots on it I I can pick it up yeah 100% that's our level so fair I can kind of geek out and do that though I'm enjoying it that's good that's our lane so awesome. now you talked about building relationships with students and and um, staff as well, and that's part of uh, I guess that's part of the job that I love as well is just getting to know people, getting to build those relationships. And we talk to people who come in um, and are on the show and who are part of the central cluster. And we talked about the hardest heart of Forsyth and what makes the heart of Forsyth so special. Um, and Otwell being part of that. Um, Otwell is such a special place. One of the, the older middle schools in the district mm-hmm. as, and. And feeds right into Forsyth Central, which is the oldest high school in the district. Uh, in your opinion, what makes Otwell such a great place and, a, and really a special place when we talk about the heart of Forsyth? It's, it truly is the heart of Forsyth. And we're the only, um, I, I believe we're the only uh, middle school where the elementary feeds 100% into us next door on the same campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go across the street 100%. So we yeah. know the families. Correct. Um, you know, you don't just have a, a relationship with the family for the three years that they're here. You're able to find out the history and talking to staff members. They know the older siblings. Uh, we have students here who their parents went here. Um, and so that's been great. I've never worked in a, a school in a community where we are have monthly meetings. All the admin, we get together assistant principals and we meet at Forsyth Central and you know, we plan these community events. This week, in fact, we have one on Wednesday night, the Heart of Forsyth Festival, where we have bouncy houses, we have parent safety sessions, mm-hmm. um, we have our bands performing, we've got our student ambassadors involved, but we want the community to come out. And so it truly is about the Heart of Forsyth, the community. It's not about the logo for that particular school. Mm-hmm. We want to we get the families involved, and um, our teachers, they love to, you know, support the our students and they go out to their events. It's just, it's really a family feel here. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't get that in every building. Correct. No. Because a lot of schools, just because of their um, attendance lines, they feed yeah. into so many different places. Yes. It makes it um, much easier to be able to truly support our whole community. Just, you know, our physical location of our building. Yeah. But then the people, they truly buy into that. Mm-hmm. And, Everyone's here for the students. I agree. So you talk about connections and relationships, right? So mm-hmm. in your role, it's unique, right? Because you're, you're, you're not in the classroom, mm-hmm. per se, like you used to, and you're on a different level. Um, so for, for, for me, my question to you is, how do you, how do you maintain that relationship, even being at, because I know that's tough, being in, you know, I've, I've had an opportunity in the administrative role, and that mm-hmm. was tough, not being as close to the classroom of the kids as I was, right? Mm-hmm. So for you, how do you 
how do you still balance that of your current role, but making sure you're still connected with the teachers and staff and don't get away from that piece of it? Because that's the ultimate where we started, right? Right. In, in that class. And that's why we got into doing what Correct. we're doing because of the students. Yeah. Um, I've had the unique opportunity to loop up with these students from sixth grade to seventh grade to eighth grade. So I've been with them now for three years and they become your own. Yeah. You build those relationships. You learn and grow together. Mm-hmm. When somebody stumbles... I, I feel it like a mama feels it, you know, yeah. and um, being intentional, building them up, finding the positives, those dog initiatives, being able to go down the hallway and reward students and, and build them up in front of their peers when they're exhibiting these mm-hmm. exemplary characteristics that show what it means to be a, a not well bulldog. Um, calling them into my office, you know, for positive things. For good things, yeah. Calling them into my office to yeah. discuss maybe not so good choices. Right. But leaving hearing good things about them too, you know, we'll pull up their grades or, oh, you've improved this grade. Just being intentional of knowing them, asking them about things that are going on outside of school, going to support them at their sporting events, walking up and down the hall. So making the classroom doesn't have to be inside four walls. It can be in the hallways. It's just building that relationship and letting them know that, yeah, I can be tough sometimes and I don't enjoy that part of my job so much, you know, but just as a parent, you can't just be the yes person all the time. You yeah. can't just reward them. You have to help them grow. Ultimately, that's our responsibility to help, you know, make them ready for jobs and educationally, but also, you know, just responsibility-wise and to be good citizens to contribute to our community down the road. No, you're right. I love that. So we know in any facet, really, of life that we don't get uh, places on our own. Uh, we're not designed to to be on our own. We're designed to be in community. We're designed to be with people. And you talked about being in the business world and then transitioning into the educational uh, world. Um, and you've and you've held and had many hats. You've been a classroom teacher. You've been an ITS. You've been in administration. So you've been in different roles throughout uh, the in a school building. But we don't do that alone. And we have people who come alongside us and and help support us and maybe mentor us. Who has been or who has been, you know, maybe a couple people who you would look to and say, those were really great mentors for me who helped guide me in the right direction that when I got into this profession, they helped lead me into this role or lead me down this path so that I am the person I am or I'm in the position I am today because of this person. Well, obviously, there's lots of people who help shape who we are and uh, whether they be school role models or outside of school role models. Um, in school, I would have to say it's Debbie Smith. Okay. And I'm, yep. a lot of people know Debbie know Smith. Uh, she was the quality work facilitator when I got to Vickery Creek Middle School. She and I transitioned together over to Vickery Creek Elementary when she became the assistant principal. Um, and that's all we worked together. I think we were together maybe four years total, but out of my 23 years, I saw her the week before spring break and, you know, I still catch up with her and run Mm. things by her. But I always wanted to um, follow in her footsteps and she was such a good role model and, you know, education and excellence. That was the expectation. But she loved you through it and she showed you and, you know, modeled and the excitement for doing what's best for kids. She's just a great role model. But I've had so many great principals. You learn from everyone you work with, and none of them are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So you're not trying to become that person. Correct. But you take 
their style and you make it your style. It's, there's so many of them. Um, but Debbie's very wise and has given me a lot of um, lot of aspiration of things that I would like to be able to achieve in my career. She's recently retired, so I'm not quite there yet. Okay. <laughs> um, but then outside of school, I mean, my husband's been such a cheerleader for me all the way back to just going back to night school. I worked full-time during the day, and we had a little child, and I was pregnant, so then he helped with the second one. But he's like, I'll watch, you know, the children at night. You go to school, you, you fulfill that dream. And he comes to every sporting event with me when I'm here. Um, you know, if the doors are open and it's an after-school event, Todd's here. Yeah. And so I couldn't do what I do without his support. That's awesome. That's cool. And the grandbaby, a couple. Of, I've seen him. You know him. Yeah, a even the grandbaby's been to the band concerts of, yeah, and games. I've and, seen him around too. Yep, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Miss Amberger, you've answered a lot of questions uh, about yourself and, and your journey into education. So now we're going to transition a little bit into a segment that we call the hot seat. Bring it. Bring All right. It. So the hot seat is a segment that we have. It is we're going to ask you a series of questions, and we would like a one word or a short phrase response all right okay i'll try all right <laughs> here we go favorite music artist i would say growing up in the 80s it's hard to limit it to one <laughs> <laughs> but my range goes anywhere from the carpenters journey yeah mm-hmm. um love lionel richie but i also love chris tomlin and yeah. elevation worship so oh, yeah. it's a wide variety yes but I can also put on like Def Leppard and <laughs> I can jam to. Depending on the mood, right? Depending on um, old school stuff, too. Yeah, like that. If you could sit down at the dinner table with anybody, either past or present, who would it be and why? I have to pick two. Sorry. Okay, no. no. Okay. We'll pull up another chair to yeah. the table. Okay. That's right. <laughs> One would be my mom. Um, yeah. My mom passed away unexpectedly this year. And mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, when you don't even have a clue it's it's coming. Yeah. There's so many things I wish I would have had a chance to ask her. Yeah. She's so wise. And um so my mom loved to sit with her. But also my mother in law. I never got to meet her. Okay. My husband's one of ten children wow. and she died in her fifties. And um so when I met him, he's a man of few words. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm asking him about his childhood and so I would love to know what he's he was like and yeah. Yeah. and just be able to um he, he adores her, so I would have loved to have met her and sit there and have a conversation around the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite go-to snack? Chips and salsa. Yeah, classic. <laughs> Favorite movie? Mm, again, growing up in the 80s, there's tons. It's a lot. <laughs> I would say Top Gun, but right there with it, it's the new Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Yeah, nice. That new one's that, good. And it's hard to get a, a sequel that's just as good as Man. the first. Good. Favorite hobby? Decorating. Okay. Decorating homes is, it, it's relaxing. Yep. can be expensive too, but it's relaxing. <laughs> you and my wife are very similar in that aspect that she loves that as well. It's, it seems, it's stressful for me, I think, like all the work and planning that goes into it, but she's like, no, it's therapeutic. It she is. She loves it. Um, and, and, and we've had the pleasure of going over to your home. You've done a, an amazing job and you can Thank tell you. that's something that you just really enjoy to do and, and you you're really, really good at it. So it's like a magazine. Yeah. Miss Hamburger's out. <laughs> Home and garden over here. hundred <laughs> percent. Well, thank you. Um, give us one item that's on your bucket list. Mm. Bucket list. 
to learn a new language, oh. a, a second language. Yes. I got the Spanish award in high school, mm-hmm. but I was a really good conjugator and memor- memorizer of uh, vocabulary <laughs> yeah. words, but I really would love to be bilingual. Mm-hmm. And um, I keep hearing about Babbel, so I think I'm going to check that. out Babbel. Okay. So when she comes, we come back from oh. summer break, <laughs> she'll be fluent in We're Spanish. We're doing the Ola. next, next year's podcast is in Spanish <laughs> yeah. or in a different language. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, favorite place to vacation? Anywhere hot. Yeah. Yep. I'd say the beach, but I don't like sand. I love oh. to hear the, the ocean. I like to be it. near it, but I'll be at the pool. <laughs> yeah. We're actually building a pool at our house right now. There so. you go. <laughs> and, it, and it is hot in Georgia, so you'll have that experience as well. I'm, I'm with you. I, we love going to the beach, but the sand is like, yes, I, can't. I, I can't. I love how it feels under your it's feet. It's everywhere. But then when it's wet, mm-mm. Ain't having it. <laughs> well, and when you have young children, too, oh, and you're gosh. bringing, lugging the, the cart with no. all the toys and they're just, you know, free and running. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> bogged down with all the stuff. Yeah. It's like, this is you, see, you see that dad, he's got the angry face. He's pulling all the mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yep. I'll take the uh, pool chair <laughs> with the uh, my floppy hat. There you go. Yeah. Um, and any hidden or secret talents or facts or stories about you that we may not know? Mm. I don't think there's talents there. <laughs> um, I took years and years of musical lessons, piano, flute, never got very good i can still read music um i would say several people know this but the majority don't i uh, moved a lot growing up with my dad's job and uh, he was in the business world and so i lived in nine states Uh i went to 13 schools from kindergarten to 12th grade i went to three eighth grades wow wow and um met new people you know, I had lots of gaps in my education because you'd start a school somewhere. And yeah. back then there weren't standards the yeah. way they are today or accountability. And so I'd move somewhere and, oh, we've already learned that. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Or we've already learned that. Third grade, I moved to New Hampshire from Pennsylvania. And they said, we've already learned through our 12s tables. Your daughter has 30 days to learn them all. Oh, man. I learned them. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. I would say that. And then um, – in 11th grade, I moved to um, to Georgia, and I went to Mount Perrin Christian School, mm-hmm. and I helped open the school. So I was the first graduating class. Cool. Um, I was the first student body president. Mm-hmm. I got to help design the class rings with Justin, so that was pretty cool to do. And um, I was voted Miss Mount Perrin. Awesome. So. Is there a trophy with that? What do we get? You get like a sash? A sash? Yeah. I got a page in the yearbook. <laughs> a page in the yearbook. It's worth it we'll all. Take it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went to you know lots of different schools, and that's what one of the reasons I wanted to be a teacher. Mm. I always felt you know being new that sometimes I was a burden mm. when I'd come in because people weren't as transient back then as they are nowadays. We get new students all the time. I love meeting yeah. our new students yeah. and families, but um, it was almost like oh we got a new kid. Somebody bring me a desk. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that students felt welcomed, yeah. regardless of when they came, and that they were valued. You know, they're not a burden. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Tough. So cool. I'm not a talent, but no, but that's just that, no. being living all over the U.S. Yeah, yeah. and seeing and experiencing a lot of different parts of the United States. And like you said, that led you to here. And that helped all that stuff. All your past helps develop who you are and, and defines, you know, your, your character and what leads you to be the person that you that you become. So once you can empathize, like she said, with our students, they're moving in from different situations 100%. or different states or counties. You, it's you hard. know, you know it's what that scary. feels like. Yeah, it's scary. 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah. Especially um, families that move here from a different country yeah. or mm-hmm. don't speak the language that our students speak. I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. But then to see how quickly they adapt and they, um, you know, keep their own identity, but then they also learn some other things and how quickly they acquire the language. Yes. And I've got to rely on Babbel because I can't do it on my own. <laughs> no Babbel. That's all right. <laughs> Ms. Amberger, you survived the hot seat. Thank you so much for uh, being here today. Thank you for being uh, just a, a light at school. Yeah. You do Thank such you. an amazing job. Um, uh, you always have a smile on your face. You're always pleasant. Um, you're all, and I know that being in the role that you are, it is stressful. You have so many hats. You have so many things to do, so many places to be. Um, but thank you for taking the time to uh, speak with us this morning. And uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was our latest interview with our assistant principal, Jennifer Ambergy. And Greg, I've had the pleasure of knowing Jennifer for four years here as an AP. Uh, she's an amazing woman, does an amazing job, but uh, you've had the pleasure of knowing her a lot longer than that and, and worked with her in, in multiple different roles and capacities really throughout the district. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. Um, I, I mean, she was the first I worked with when, you know, 18 years ago came into the county. She's a great, like you mentioned, person. She's a great mentor to me. I like what you said during the podcast when you were talking or, or describing her, you, you mentioned her being like a light, mm-hmm. right? And that kind of hit me, um, hit home to me. Then that's a, that's a great description of Jennifer Ambergy is wherever you put her, she's going to be a light of that school. She's going to be a positive light. She's going to be someone that's looked up to. She's going to be that servant leader that we all strive for. And she's just at the end of the day, just a great human being. But so, but when you said light, I was like, man, that's Jennifer Ambergy, hundred so percent. Yep. yep. Well, thank you for listening to the Bulldogs Unleashed podcast. My name is David Miller reminding you that we are all better together. Thanks again.